Oh, hi. Welcome again to the Tim Weichselbaum Show. We made it to episode 13, and I'll tell you what, it has not been easy. I don't like doing this. To be honest, I had to completely force... No, I'm just kidding. This is fun. I'm a, this is a positive, sober podcast where we don't just talk about negativity bullshit like that we don't talk shit on this about anybody in specifically by name you could tell i haven't talked to anybody in the past week i haven't i went out once in the past week maybe twice i don't know i don't really go out much it's the middle it's the dead of winter not that I would go out if it was nice out. I actually kind of like the weather right now. The weather right now is not frightful. The weather outside is fine. It's like 37 degrees, and that's just what it is right now. Tomorrow, it's going to be 73 degrees maximum. That's pretty goddamn freaking awesome, dude. I don't... Like in Chicago, in Chicago, where I'm from, it's like two degrees right now. And yes, I am from Chicago land, not from the city. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, which is called Chicago land. But let's face it, I used to think that like that meant something to actually be from the city proper but no, I'm actually kind of happy that I'm from the suburbs because I had a better life, quality of life growing up. People that I know that are actually born in Chicago, they're kind of like degenerates. The further away you live from Chicago, the better. Let's face it. Let's be honest with that. I had a great childhood, not emotionally. I just mean like financially. I had a pretty good childhood. I had Legos. I could build. I could expand. I could like exercise my creativity with Legos. I probably had a lot of autism. That I. That I. Let's face. I mean, I still have a lot of autistic tendencies, but I still got laid. When I was 16, so it couldn't be that bad if I convinced somebody to fuck me when I was only a 16-year-old. That's pretty good. So despite my aut... I hate that word. I hate that word. It's so overused. Like, can we just use it for people that actually have autism instead of just using it for anybody that's a little bit socially awkward and, and a little bit introverted, please? But I am introverted as fuck. And I probably do have all the, I probably do have pretty severe autism because I have like special interests that I go like, yeah, I gotta maximize my threshold. I gotta reach my full potential with this specific interest. And I'll talk about it for like an hour with anybody who's interested. And I don't care if they're not, I'm still gonna do it and talk to them. And I'm not that type of person to be that frank, but kind of like with certain things i have a strong interest for kind of like i, I feel like even with that like i'm gatekeeping myself 
Because I know that there's people that are way more autistic than me with any given interest. Like, let's give it an example. Like, programming. Am I the best programmer that I know? Hell no. No. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, I'm I'm not that great at, like, the algorithms. Like, thinking of the, the least amount of code and, like, the most, uh, like, efficient way to sort... A list? Forget about it. I'm not that type of autistic person. I'm creative. Like with Legos, like I was saying with Legos, I'm I'm good at, at building stuff. Like the metaverse, dude. I've been dreaming about the metaverse since I was like a young, young kid. And that's what made me want to learn to program in the first place. Like I want to make a second world that I could be the master of, of my own domain, like Minecraft, but with multiple people. I'm a fan of Minecraft. When Minecraft first came out, it blew my fucking mind. And then I shared it with my younger brother. He probably also has autism, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Life is hard enough without people projecting uh, social deficiencies. And it's like, it's not very nice to tell other people that they have problems. It's not, it's not, it might, it's, it might be true, but it's hard enough to go through life as it is, as a male, as a sore, as a beta male, as a gamma male, who's like jealous that they don't get laid as much as men that are like a little bit better at life it's uh, it's like do i have to throw him under the bus no i'll have him on this podcast and i'll do it in front of his goddamn face so anyway i always say this i always say this is gonna be a short episode but i think this one this one might actually be a short episode because jack fuck has happened in the past week and I am not good at just making up shit on the spot. Actually, I, I kind of like doing I like just talking on my ass. It's better than like going by prepared topics. But also I'm exhausted because I have chronic fatigue. And we'll get into that. We'll get into my health issues for realsies. But, but let's go through. Let's just start the episode with a sober check-in. I am still sober. Very proud to be sober still. I'm on eight. Day 86 of no alcohol, and I'm on day 73 of my fast from porn and jerking off and, and, and splooging and coming onto people's faces. 73 days. That's the last time I've facial, given someone a facial. And, and they, they've been hitting up my DMs. They've been texting me almost nonstop and go yo i need i need you to give me give me a facial because my skin is getting dry and i go can't you just use lotion i go well it's not as good as the real thing lotion is just a synthetic version of cum don't you know that and i go well yeah i mean i knew that it's it's the non-organic version of cum that's all lotion is and chapstick Chapstick is just the same thing. It's better to get the real deal, which is a man coming in your on your face or 
And the, and I'm so it's kind of like it's kind of selfish of me to not bukkake them. I'm drinking Pellegrino. I like mineral water because it has minerals. It's not just bubbly water. It has, uh, what does it have? Just minerals. I don't know what kind of minerals. And it's made by Nestle. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Nestle is one of those evil brands that if you're trying to virtue signal, because it has like slavery or something, it has like child labor if you're trying to be a good democrat who wants other people to invite you to their parties you have to hate nestle you have to verbally boycott them by not giving them your money i'm not doing that today i'm drinking the shit out of nestle products dude sorry i don't know why i do that why do i say sorry i guess because i have nothing else to say Instead of sorry, how about just uh, suck a dick? I'm buying Nestle stock tomorrow. Anyway, so I'm going through what's called like a flat line, which is a term used in the nofap community, which just means that after you stop jerking off and looking at porn and, and elevating those dopamine levels, you start to hit the wall. It's like a woman in their 40s. They realize that they're not, um, they're not like a hot commodity on the market sexually or dating wise, especially if they have a kid, forget about it. Then they're like me. Then they're even below me. Jeez, I feel bad for them because if anything for men, if they're doing well financially in their 40s, their stock only goes up, dude. Like who, who wouldn't want to fuck a hot 40 year old man? That's when they look distinguished. That's when they look good. Anyway. So anyway, I'm hitting, I hit the wall with, with my dick. And I can't, I can't slap it against the wall anymore, which was a fun pastime. Fun way to pass the time, slapping my dick against a concrete wall. And that's where your dopamine levels, like, they plateau. And so I feel like shit. I feel like not, you know... I feel like very low motivational-wise. Uh, I have very low desire to do much throughout the day. I don't, I don't do much. And there's many reasons why. I don't have, first of all, I don't have to do much. I'm a freaking self-sufficient beta, beta male. And let's, come on. There's such a thing as beta males. I hate when people go like, oh, the alpha male theory, that's been debunked. There's no such thing as alpha and beta males. You see, in biology and evolutionary blah, 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 that's been debunked by a certain scientist who's obviously a beta cuck. I mean... Nobody gives a fuck if it's true on a scientific... No, nobody is going around calling who calls people beta males citing studies on why it's true that it's like a s- thing that wolves are betas. We don't give a fuck about wolves. We're talking about a thing that's clearly made up. It's sociology, not evolution. 
like dumbass cuck you're clearly a beta male if you think there's no such thing as beta males dude or alpha males dude like yeah they exist dude you're just jealous of them because you're not one of them dude that's why you try to say that they're not real of course there's such you've never gone to a you've never been to a party you've never like seen a chad in the wild Jesus, I'm just, I just don't know how people can deny that that's a real thing. Of course, certain men get laid a thousand times more than other men. Because they're, I mean, are you, like, of course that's a real thing. I'm, a, I, I'm not even bragging when I say I've gotten laid before the age of 17. It was not, like, a good thing. It's not like, like, I had to, like... I don't know, it wasn't, like, something I'm super, like, proud of. There's so many women, not, there's not that many women, but let's, the one, most of the women that I've been with, I am not proud to, that, that, that have been, that, that <laughs> I wish I could take it back. Like, I, I hooked up with them, and I go, that was gross. I think back at it with regret, but... At least I'm not a woman. The other way would be if I was a woman who regrets hooking up with a man, and that's a lot worse because then you're kind of like a slut. And I'm, I'm a, I don't want to be a slut. At least as a man, if you hook up with somebody that you regret hooking up with, you just go, oh, well, I that sucks that I increased my number of women that... I, like, there's no downside except you just feel regret and remorse for knowing that you hooked up with somebody that's a slut. <laughs> but so what? Life goes on. But I could still wish I could. I, I learned not to just give away my dick to, like, anybody who wants it, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because, like, you, there is such a thing as is, is, is not... Is not picking the right. There's such a thing as waiting to fuck the right person. I guess I want there to be like a connection other than oh they want to fuck me and I'll let them because I'm a dirty male with pent up semen that wants to come out and it's as simple as that. It's primitive. It's like well. I haven't fucked in a while, and she's willing to do it, so let's do it. I don't know, man. I'm trying to be more sanctimonious about my seed letting. I'm not just going to fertilize any lawn that wants it, you know? I got I to gotta have self-respect. So anyway, I got... So I got through the 72-hour fast that I did last week on the last episode. I was halfway through it. I got through it. It was my like I was a it was a super clean fast. All I drank was water and tea. Didn't even have coffee, which wouldn't have mattered. That doesn't count as breaking the fast. I was raging though. For I was like going crazy thinking about food as you could tell from the last episode i put these clips out of me just salivating and like oh my god fetishizing over what i was gonna eat i did not eat anything 
Okay, I, I totally fucked up the fast. I, I As soon as I hit the 72-hour mark, I pressed end fast on the app that I was using. And I, I immediately ate these two microwavable meals that are like ketogenic and I get I got them mailed to me and like they're not that good because I'm used to them and they were not that good like they did not satisfy the tantalizing desires that I wanted to fucking satisfy I was like this is not that good this is bland so I was like well what what am I going to eat now to get my rocks off. And so I did what you're not supposed to do, which is to get high-carb food. You're not supposed to eat high-carb foods after breaking a long-term fast. And I'm not just saying that as like a advice, piece of advice that you should take because you'll you'll fucking learn the, you'll learn yourself. I didn't take the advice from other people who said that. So I was like, fuck off. I, I'll just, I don't give a fuck if it, whatever happens. So I ate, uh, I ordered uh, DoorDash like a f- motherfucker. I learned nothing because st- I was still addicted to food. So I ordered not just DoorDash. This was at like 2 a.m. I broke the fast at 12 a.m. And so I was like, well, I'm freaking ready to go down the rabbit hole of bad behavior. So I ordered fucking cookies from 7-Eleven of all places, and that's the most disgusting, and a bunch of nuts. The nuts, okay, not bad. Like, I got pistachios and mixed nuts, which were not bad, but that's a snack. And so I ate a shitload of nuts, and then I... And to really put the cherry on top, the nuts didn't do much. They didn't, like, hurt my stomach or anything. You're not supposed to break a 72-hour fast with a 2,000-calorie meal. And you're especially not supposed to eat sandwich cookies from 7-Eleven. I got these black-and-white sandwich cookies, you know? Like, kind of like Oreos, but not as... not Not quite as bad oreos would have been even worse but these were no fucking picnic and i ate like a couple you know 10 maybe of them 10 or 12 easily just one boom racked up like a thousand calories right on the spot and then it boosts your it totally like elevated my insulin levels and i felt absolutely crappy i I had this stomach ache I had to lie down. I felt nauseous. Was it worth it? Yes, it was. It wasn't that bad. I didn't like have to like <laughs> go over the. I didn't have to like vomit or anything like that. But I don't know. So I basically it totally negated the fast. Like I lost a few pounds by fasting, but I immediately gained them all back. My body was like. Fuck you, dude. I thought we were going to be healthy. He was like, yeah, sorry. My body was healthy a little bit, my, but my brain, that was not enough to, to reset my brain. I needed to do something because as an addict, you just need to do something in excess to, to fucking hit. You just want to like feel shitty. 
Like before I was uh, clean from alcohol, I would sometimes drink just to get fucked up and feel the negative effects of alcohol. Not the hangover. Like I wasn't like in it to get hung over, but I was in it to get fucked up and dull the mind and be like, yes, that's what I want. I want to crave, I, 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 you crave that sense of like, being kind of like uh, sloppy. You don't want to feel, you don't want to use your brain and, and like feel like calculated with your decision making. No, you want to just be in the moment. And that's a great thing to get from alcohol. That's a great thing that alcohol provides is it gets you in the moment. It doesn't, it just gets, it negates the prefrontal cortex, which is like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing it. I gotta be more thoughtful about my decision making. But I'm not saying I miss alcohol. I mean, sure, I guess I do miss the, uh, that instant gratification from a drink of like just like a, even just one beer will give you that, that instant satisfi satisfying like, oh, now I could relax. It takes away the nerves. It, it, it soothes the anxiety. So there's a reason people drink. I mean, it's not like they're just like retarded and just poisoning themselves for no reason. It negates the negativity in their brains and then they get addicted and like, fuck them. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nah. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, I'm going through like the, the negatives of being, like I'm not, over the hump i'm not out of the woods yet i'm only on day 86 i think it might take like a whole year to fully heal my brain and that's if i stop doing shit that's also addictive like i gotta stop looking at fucking instagram dude fucking reels on instagram you could do for hours all fucking night just going okay what's the next one Okay, what's it? I don't care about that. What of these gosh darn TikTok videos? It's it's totally a problem. The digital world. There's good and bads to it because the real world it sucks too. Kind of. I could go on and on about that, man. Like I love driving. The best time to drive, if you just want to take like a pleasure drive and not have to deal with other fucking traffic tailgating you and pissing you off is is sunday night that's uh, that's obviously the best time sunday evening around like any anytime between 12 a.m and 4 a.m it's dead you could just relax you could get into the wrong lane you could drive the opposite you could drive into oncoming traffic because there isn't any and you'll be fine there's a lot of room for air you know i love it but i, I don't I, I love my miata it's still i love driving it more than the tesla because the tesla is just too it's too wide and it's too low to the ground like it's too bumpy because of the slippy the slimy the thin tires it's a race car it's a supercar 
And it, and if anything happens to it, it would cost like ten grand minimum to fix. So it's like, oh great, this is ridiculous. Why did I buy this? I'm not rich enough to have a car that costs this much. So I need to make a lot more money to not feel as bad about it. It's like lifestyle. It's this thing that happens when you. The second you start making more money, you start spending more. So then you got to make even more. And it's an endless cycle of lifestyle creep. That's what it's called. And they're like, fuck. So I feel, so all of a sudden I'm feel, I feel broke even though I'm not. Cause, but it's like, well, if you're spending almost as much as you're making, yeah, you're going to feel broke, you dumbass. Ugh. So that's why you never feel like you've chased. You can never feel like you've really made it in life. That's just, I'm sorry, like it's just not a thing. And if you're, ugh, I can't, you can't complain about that though. I guess billionaires don't have that problem because it's really hard to like spend a billion dollars like it it actually that's when it actually probably does become a thing where you don't have to worry about your expenses anymore because you're probably making you know more than you're spending if you're a billionaire you're probably making like a hundred million a year just on investments. And you know, if you're spending more than a hundred million a year, you have a problem. So just spend it on therapy and then it'll even itself out, dude. Billionaires have made it. That's why people hate billionaires, because they're, they're at a point where they're untouchable. It's like, what's, what is a, what's a billionaire got to worry about? Their health and their mental health. That's it. And divorce. That's the big one, dude. That's it, though. Just making sure that you don't get ripped off in a divorce and having to give half your money away to a woman that hasn't earned it properly. Because, <laughs> come on, man. Nobody wants to give half their money away and create a new billionaire who hasn't earned it themselves. That's like the curse of being a billionaire. It's like, oh, man, I got gold dug. Shit, fucking pirate looted my p treasure. And now she's a billionaire. And well, that's not fair. She didn't start a company. She didn't invest in Shiba Inu when nobody else knew about it. But other than that, you're pretty much untouchable, dude, because you're still going to be worth millions and millions. And then you'll just make it back. You'll heal. And then big deal. You're just, you're just a little bitter that you created a new billionaire bitch. And she's now using your hard-earned money to give away to some charity about animals that's probably not even doing nothing to help them. Any fucking charity that tries to help animals, fuck them. They're not doing anything. The net gain is that it's just creating, it's just making people feel good. But meanwhile... We're still eating just as many animals as ever. We're still murdering all the cows in the world. Every day, we kill more cows 
and we create more fucking factory farms than ever before, and that's just China, not even the not even America. So if you really want to save the animals, go to China, start busting, start literally. I don't even know how the hell you would stop that, or wherever the hell they eat the most animals. Good fucking luck. You gotta be like a trillionaire, and even then. You're just going to get people to go vegetarian? <laughs> Good luck, you phonies. So any any fucking charity that claims to help animals, go fucking eat a dick. You're not doing nothing except for making other people feel better about themselves, dude. I don't give a fuck, dude. And speaking of that, that brings me to my next topic. Franklin Barbecue... I finally got it. I live in Austin, Texas, which has a lot of barbecue places, and I'm slowly chewing my way through all the top-rated barbecue places, and I made it to one of the most legendary ones, pretty much the most legendary one. It's called Franklin Barbecue, and it's located only, you know, 20 minutes from me. I had to order it online ahead of time, I put the order in on December 30th, and I finally got it on the 11th, so two days ago almost, and so it took like almost two weeks to get, and I got it, and it was pretty easy, And because if you don't order ahead of time, if you just go there to eat, they might turn you away. You got to be like one of the first people in line. And it could take up to six hours, I heard, to get your food. So it pretty much takes all day, and then you'll be, you're gonna be you're gonna be so hungry by then, and it's probably you're gonna be like, yeah, it's delicious by then. So I've been waiting six hours. I didn't do that. I I ordered ahead of time, so I went to this special place in the back where they have you pick up your food, this little trailer, and I didn't have to wait very. I was like, they're like, okay. Your name is, my name's Tim. Like, okay, we got your order coming up. It'll be five minutes. I was like, fuck yeah. So I had to sit there for only five minutes, and they cut my brisket fresh as I was there. And I got it, and they gave me a whole loaf of bread, Wonder Bread, and they were like, oh, to you with the with the shades. Here's your Here's your meat, and here's your bread. Thank you, man. They call me man. I don't know. They just don't need your business, so they don't give a fuck if they like are a little bit. They give you like a little bit of attitude, like, "Okay, man, here's your food." Because they don't give a fuck if they piss you off. They got plenty of business, dude. They sell out of brisket every fucking day since they've been in business, and it's Gordon Ramsay's favorite barbecue place. It's really, really, really hyped. So I I walked back to my Miata, I put it in the trunk, made sure it was not going to flop around in there, and I could smell it as I was driving, because it's a small car, it's like a go-kart, the fo- any food you got in the back trunk is going to waft its way through the car, and you're going to, and it fucking was like, ooh man, I'm going to savor this drive, so I drove very, you know, leisurely back to my house, I was like, I was in a good mood because I succeeded at obtaining 
the top quality, the best barbecue in town. So I, I got home. I unpacked it. I hate how anytime you get barbecue, they just wrap it in paper. Just like a fucking, like, what is this? What am I getting? Is it? Why are you wrapping it in something that's clearly going to leak fucking grease all over my countertop? So I unfolded it, and that's exactly what happened. There was this fucking grease all over my countertop. So I, so I had to wipe it down because I don't really have like anything to put it on, like big platters. I don't really have that. I put it on. I put my portion of brisket on a plate, and I started engorging myself. And it was pretty good. Hey, let's face it. It was pretty good. So let's get in it. So was it the best brisket that I've ever had in my life? I guess. The part, the thing is, is like I've also had Terry Black's. And Terry Black's is like also like a really, really, really top rated barbecue place. Was it better than Terry Black's? Not that I could tell. It was pretty much the most uh, moist, tender brisket I've ever had. Like it falls apart as you're eating it, and it, it's delicious. It was had the right the seasoning. Like the edges were completely black, and like you know, pretty salty. And what what else could you say about it? It had the right amount of fat, grease. But was it that much better than Terry Black's where I would where it's worth waiting almost two weeks to get? Not really. It was pretty much the same. There was nothing I could say that was bad about it. Also got the pulled pork pulled pork and the uh the sausage. I got the sausages. And the sausage was good, but it didn't blow me away. It was not like that. I didn't, it didn't have the right amount of uh, chewiness that I look for. Like, when you bite into it, I want it to, like, pop. And it it was good. It was even, I would even use the word delicious. But is Franklin the best in the world? I doubt it. I'm sure there's one that's, like, a little better. But I got it just to say I got it as a rite of passage. So if, I, so if anyone asks, like, oh, you've been, you you, you live here? You moved you move to Austin? Well, did you get Franklin barbecue? I could go, yeah, bitch. I got it. Uh, who knows if I'll ever get it again because it's just like, it's so expensive, dude. It was like 20, I don't know, 24 bucks. It was probably more than that. 32 bucks for a pound of brick, some shit like that. I still got a, a shitload left over. And I'm probably going to eat it after this. I don't know, man. I'm pretty hungry right now, man. I'm always hungry. I'm a, I'm a mess. Speaking of mental health and physical health, I'm not doing good on that. I'm I'm pretty bad. At, I'm pretty exhausted just by doing this podcast. Right now I'm 36 minutes in. And I feel winded. I feel exhausted just talking right now. I got an exercise bike. It's my. It's a indoor 
cycling machine. It's made by Schwinn. And uh, I like it. It's fun. It, you could put your iPad on it. It has like this holder. And it, so it's pretty high tech. It just it pairs with the iPad. And I'm using this app called Zwift where it puts you in this virtual world. And it just it shows you on the bike. And it shows you, you know, how long you've fucking gone so far. So, you know, and it has a heart rate monitor. So it, it tells you all these metrics of how well you're doing. And I'm pretty bad. I get pretty exhausted. I'm into the cardio. I have not done cardio in years. And so I've been doing that like pretty much every day. And it hasn't helped at all with my sleep quality. It, it, it hasn't helped with my energy levels. It actually makes my fatigue worse. Like I did it today for like 20 minutes just before this podcast. And I felt like shit. I felt like I had energy beforehand. But then after the exercise, I go, holy shit, I feel I got to go back to bed. So that's not good. Hopefully, like, we'll see if that gets better. Uh, if it doesn't, that's probably a sign that I have something really bad, like chronic fatigue syndrome, which I have to go to a doctor for, probably multiple doctors, because good luck getting that shit figured out. And my sleep quality is still pretty much as bad as it could possibly be. I slept all fucking day today and the day before after, like, getting... I think that was when I got, yeah, the the Franklin barbecue. Pretty much since I got the Franklin barbecue, I've been only sleeping. I'm st- I'm still sleeping it off. I slept like 30 hours collectively in the past 2 days. And during that sleep, I've only been dreaming in a way that's only gotten more intense. Like the dreams are becoming so fucking real and i'm doing work in them like i'm doing exercise in them that like i'm using my full brain not more than when i'm awake these dreams i'm probably burning more calories than when i'm awake like so because i'm creating the virtual world around me i'm creating a metaverse and I'm using my fucking brain to think and like problem solve. And that takes more effort than being in a fucking real waking world. Because I don't got to create the fucking reality around me. I don't got to create this table. So that's why I'm so exhausted right now. Because even though I'm sleeping for like 30 hours a day, I'm waking... I'm, Holy shit, I'm, I feel like, like winded. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's from COVID. I don't know if I'm having COVID two times in the past year. And so I've been looking it up to see what this could possibly be. And like, yeah, I guess it could be like fibromyalgia. It could be chronic fatigue syndrome. Or it could be sleep apnea. I don't know if I have that. It's possible. I sleep on my stomach. So maybe I'm like blocking my airways and maybe that's why. But I don't think so, dude, because I tested. I slept on my back for a little while today. And then I went right back to dreaming. 
I don't know, man. So I bet in these dreams are so fucking vivid, dude. They always have like a video game aspect to them. I'm not going to talk like who cares. Some of them are sexual. Some of them are sexual in a very creepy way that I would not want to talk about in real like because they're very cre- like in a very like uh, perverted way. Nothing wrong being a pervert. But I haven't had any wet dreams. I'm waiting for that to happen. I finally bust a load in a, in, a, in dream world. Because it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to bust a load in your sleep. Because it's kind of better. It's kind of better than, than uh, anything that will happen in my real life. I'd rather just do it in my dreams. Like the in the metaverse. It's better. Speaking of the metaverse... It has to do with like blockchain and it's like there's some, I don't know much about metaverse, but like there's certain ones where they kind of are coupled with the blockchain and cryptocurrency is is intermingled in it. And uh, I guess the reason that I'm sleeping so much is because I am a crypto person. I, I, I'm very into cryptocurrency. I've been doing it for the past 10 years. I've been working full-time in crypto since 2017, and so I guess that makes me pretty qualified to to talk about it. And the crypto market is sleeping right now, and that's why I'm sleeping. I'm hibernating until the next crypto boom, because that's pretty much the only time I give a fuck about being awake, dude, is when... The crypto market is surging. That's when I'm like, fuck yeah, life is awesome. And then I'm awake. So until that happens, I'm just going to be sleeping and preserving myself. You know, I want to live a long life. I want to be vital and have energy for whenever the crypto market comes back alive. So this metaverse thing, that's what I'm doing in my dreams. I'm doing the... uh, the natural version, the biologic version of the metaverse, where it's just me, single player. The single player, I'm not connecting with other people. I'm doing it myself. I'm living in my dream world. And the graphics are pretty goddamn good. But I think I might get into the real one. There's this, uh, there's this coin called Mana. And it's part of Decentraland. It's the currency of Decentraland. And to me, it's basically the modern version of Second Life. It's at $3 right now. It's at $3.06. And I've been watching that one pretty close just to maybe invest in that one. And uh, I want to buy low. There's a couple coins that I've been watching very closely. And uh, this is not an investment advice channel or whatever, but... uh, it's definitely a good time to invest or look consider investing as the market is kind of in a downswing. But hey, with this COVID surge, that could mean that the economy might take another huge hit. So I'm going very slow. I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm not investing all my money in one thing in one day. You got to spread it out very slow. That's what I've learned as somebody who's been in crypto for over 10 years is that you should never invest all your money 
in one day, and you should never sell all your crypto ever. In, not just in, ever. You should never sell your whole bag. I don't give a fuck how much money you put into it. I don't care what the price is or where you think the price is going. You should always keep some of your coins in any coin. Unless the project is like totally dead. Like unless the developer like killed themselves or like went to a different... Co unless it's a scam, like a verified dead coin where it's like, okay, this is a completely a dead then I guess that's the only time that you should sell. You know? Man. So I did this... Uh, I like uh, I did only one mic in the past week. I got this... I got my THC Delta 8. I haven't taken... I've been trying to use this in moderation. You could tell that there's still a lot left. I guess there's still a lot left because I don't want to just become addicted to this stuff because it really, it works. It puts me in a good mood. It makes me like, it totally makes me feel a lot better. It energizes me, but that's a short lived feeling. And then it'll just make me dependent on it. So I'm trying not to become dependent on that shit, baby. Anyway, so I did one mic in the past week. I did a mic on Sunday, and it was a heckle mic. And I was so in a good mood for some reason. I was in the right mood to do comedy, which is super rare. Like, I was not in, like, this bitter fuck you mood, which is, like, that's the right place, you know, especially for a heckle mic. You don't want to be, like, in a fuck you mood where you think you're better than everybody because you're probably going to bomb. I was just happy to be out of the house. like, And so even though it was a heckle mic, I still took it as, I took everything in stride. Um, like people, they gave you, they uh, the format is they give you like a minute to do material or to try to do material. And then after the minute is up, then you get heckled. And so I actually did do sub-material, and I did okay. I actually got through a minute of material, and it didn't bomb. So by the time I was ready for the heckles to start, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I already feel like I won, so you could start giving me the dumb hack jokes you're going to give me, and I'll just fucking roll, roll, I'll just roll with it like a good champ would do. And it was fun. And I was really like the only person the whole night who actually kind of did well with material. I just plowed through it and actually fucking enjoyed myself. And that is really how you, every set should be approached. Every set that I do should be approached as, hey, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to fucking enjoy myself and tell jokes like even though you kind of have to go up there with like a hard edge you have to go up there with a purpose you can't just be defensive you have to go up there with kind of like an offensive an, a, in a, a tactical 
uh, strategy where it's, you got to go, okay, I'm going to hit them with this, and then I'll punch them with this, while maintaining the positive, low-ego attitude. You can't just go up there like, oh, fuck, that didn't work, fuck, now I hate this. And that's something that, it's not like riding a bike. Stand-up is so not like riding a bike, dude. It's not like you just get good at it, and then you're just always good at it for the rest of your life. No, you're going to forget how to ride that thing after a fucking day if you don't go up on stage every fucking day. I mean, you could maintain if you take, you know, but you got to, it's like spinning a plate, dude. You got to keep, you got to keep the momentum up. So I do feel bad for Bob Saget that he died. Poor Bob Saget. He died just as he was getting back into stand-up. He was like, oh, I just, I'm getting addicted to this shit again. And then he fucking dies. So that put that was kind of the reason I went out actually is because he died on that Sunday. I was like, okay, when a comic dies, that's when I feel like it's time to go on stage, and uh, that's what I did. So it it's always puts me in the right mindset to not take shit for granted when somebody dies. So that's why it went well, and it was I don't know. I went home in a good mood, and I just drove around Texas, uh, Austin, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I live in Austin, Texas. I know a few people who have died in stand-up, and some of them were just getting good at it. Like, Not that I knew them that well, but I knew of this one who died of heroin and another who died of heroin, and then, yeah, this, and then... I wasn't that close with either of them, but but uh, they were definitely like just getting good at it. I'm gonna live forever, dude. I'm gonna li I'm Jewish. I'm gonna live until I'm like at least eighty. So I got plenty of time to bomb at open mics before I figure out my strategy for how to take over the world and stand up. Not everyone is meant to do that. Like, just because you're really like Norm Macdonald was one like the best, one of the best stand-ups of all time. He never took over the world. He peaked like in his 30s, maybe, when he did SNL, and after that, he never really peaked again. I mean, in my mind, he peaked when he did the uh, the YouTube show, the podcast show, or whatever. That was his second peak. I loved that. that. Was a hilarious show with Adam Egott, but that was that was. I don't know. I just feel like he was one of the type of comics that was meant to take over the world. Louis C. Louis C. K. did take over the world. He's half Jewish too, so that's why he was able to do that because Jewish people are superior to other people, other races. But he obviously crashed and burned in a big way, and now he's depressed. His last special, sorry, was not that good. It was not as good as his earlier stuff. And I'm saying that as a huge Louis fan, it just not it just wasn't that good. Like I'm being very critical only because I know that his earlier stuff was a lot better. <laughs> 
he thinks it was his best work ever. Well, fuck him. He's wrong. He's sending in emails. This is my, I'm proud of this. It's my, I think it's the best thing I've ever put out. It's like, dude, no, it wasn't, dude. You did a joke about shitting your bed. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> you just killed with it because you're Louis C.K. Anyone else would have bombed with that joke. It's like, oh, yeah. But anyway, he took over the world, and now he probably will never hit that peak again. But at least he did, because he was an underground comic, dude. When I was first a fan of Louie, nobody gave a fuck about him. This was in like 2006, maybe, when I discovered it, when I found out about how funny he was. He was not famous. So the fact that he became a household name, that's a good thing. That's a positive that he lost it's better to to love and lose what's how's it go it's better to have fallen in love and lost the whatever i don't know how a fucking quote is but it's better to have that and lose it than to never have it at all so when people go like oh it's such a bummer that one of the greatest comedians got canceled it's like fuck them I mean, fuck the fans that he lost. Those fans were never true fans to begin with, so they could suck a cock. Those, like... (laughs) You're always gonna have people that turn a cheek to you if you alienate, if you become so big. If you reach the pinnacle of success, it just doesn't matter who you are. You're gonna lose a lot of fans. Because it's impossible to maintain that pinnacle of success. So there's nothing sad about that. That he lost probably 50 to 60% of his following. Because that is how it works. Even Jesus is losing fans, dude. Jesus probably peaked in the 70s or some shit. I think Jesus peaked in the 1200s or something, in the medieval times. That's probably when Jesus was the biggest he ever was, in the medieval times. Because look at those fucking cathedrals, dude. Since when has there been badass cathedrals built towards that? Ever since the fucking 1700s? The 1600s or whatever, 1200. As soon as Shakespeare got big, that's when Jesus got uh, taken over. Got he lost. He went down a peg. Shakespeare, you gotta give Shakespeare props, dude. That guy is living. He's more popular than ever, dude. I don't know. I'm sure Shakespeare. <laughs> is not immune from cancel culture, dude. I, I could see Shakespeare getting canceled. It's just that there weren't any black people back then for him to be racist against, but he he would be if there were black people around him. So anyway, I'm not, I'm a Democrat now. I decided it's it's time to just fucking bend the knee. It's time to just admit defeat. Whatever is I was before, you know, it's over. Trump lost. 
Conservatives are not going to win in this country. It's a dying fucking breed. The ideas that made America great in the first place are now a shadow and they're now a glimmer. They're now a fucking dying ember. It's a sad reality. We're not going to win the new this new civil war that's going to happen. You think the conservatives are going to win? You think people that actually love the country have a fucking fighting chance over the fucking brainwashed troglodyte fucking lemmings that are programmed by mass media that have obviously the better interest at hand. They have a majority stake in the zeitgeist, in what is popular culture. Of course we're not going to beat those dumb fucking retards. We're outgunned, dude. Not literally, but fucking culturally and figuratively. We are outgunned. I'm sorry, dude. So I just decided to just, you know what? I'm no longer identifying as a Trump supporter. Fuck Trump. Orange man bad. I'm now a Biden supporter. Unironically. I unironically am now on the Democratic ticket i will be voting for democratic leadership again bernie that's just how it goes because i it's just been so long since i've gotten laid and i can't do it anymore i'm gonna i I just can't not bust a nut on a tranny's face that's who i mean i i just i'm sorry I'm going to start having sex again and I'm going to start busting a nut on transsexuals' faces or whatever you call them. Just No, I'm going to fuck a woman, but like I'm going to lie. But what I'm saying for real is I'm going to start lying to women because you don't really win anything by being honest to them. Like telling them, oh yeah, I, I don't vote, I don't, I'm not a cuck. Like I don't, I don't like uh, like slutism. I don't like really support uh, polyamory or whatever you believe in. It's a lot easier to lie to them and to just do that. And if you want to have sex with them, because in the end, they're gonna leave you either way. So you might as well just fucking lie what's the what's the difference if you're not going to see them ever again so don't tell but so yeah they're not gonna it doesn't matter they're not gonna watch this the women i'm gonna have sex with in the next six to ten months they're not gonna watch this podcast and they're never gonna find out that i'm a fucking liar so (laughs) i have nothing to worry about (laughs) I'm switching teams, dude. So in the past week, uh, two major people have gotten diagnosed with COVID, and that is AOC and the mayor of Chicago. It's it's pretty interesting that these big lefties are getting COVID because, well, I mean, clearly they can't go on the the 
narrative that the vaccine prevents COVID, that's a, that's, there's no way that anyone could believe that anymore. But it would be interesting if one of them died from COVID. I'm not saying that would be a good thing. It would not be a good thing for either side. I don't want them to die. I wish them a speedy recovery because I'm not like a hateful, bigoted leftist. I actually kind of like am not like an evil, hateful shithead. But uh, if they died, that would be very bad for leftism because, you know, like the CDC, like leftism by that, I mean like uh, governatorial support, like people that support the government and just believe whatever the CDC says. And Fauci, if a major figure on the left dies from COVID, that would be very bad for their vaccine narrative because those motherfuckers are vaccinated and fully boosted. On the other hand, it would also be bad for COVID deniers because they think that COVID is not that bad. If people that are vaccinated die from it, that would hurt their narrative. It would be good for the pro-vaccine people, I mean the anti-vaccine people. And I don't really have any problem with the term anti-vaxxer. In some sense, if somebody calls me an anti-vaxxer, yeah, I guess I kind of am against the vaccine for some people. Do I think it's good for every single person on the planet to get the vaccines? Fuck no. So in that sense, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Do I think some people should get the vaccine? Fuck yeah. If they have comorbidities. It's, it's, it, the evidence is that it helps you survive COVID. But I don't really get offended if someone calls me an anti-vaxxer because then if you get offended, that'll just give them fuel for their other ship, othering or whatever. But then I quit politics. I'm done with politics. It's boring. I'm starting to cringe like when I watch like Tucker Carlson because like, he just like does all these fluff pieces and hit pieces like he made a segment where he just calls nancy pelosi michael jackson like that was kind of cringe dude it's like you're no better than the left when you put out fluff pieces like that it just shows that it was a slow news week if that's the best you got that nancy pelosi the most corrupt evil fucking politician that everyone hates looks like it's like okay we get it she's a scumbag she She'll probably die in like two weeks anyway, so who cares, dude? Anyway, this has been episode 13 of the... T oh, man, I hope I'm in better health next week, dude, because then I don't have to like be so serious and talk about serious things. But like, fuck it. This was fun. It was not as bad as I thought it would be. Don't listen to it. Don't tell your friends about it. Don't subscribe on YouTube or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. I don't give a fuck if you're rated a five or a zero. Just tell your tell people not to listen to it. Tell people that I'm evil and racist and a scum fuck and tell them that I am a Jewish supremacist. <laughs>